the Taz and Jim podcast. This happened 28 years ago today. So 1995 at 10.07 a.m., the world was glued to their television sets. In the matter of the people of the state of California versus Orenthal James Simpson, we the jury in the above entitled action find the defendant Orenthal James Simpson not guilty of the crime of murder in violation of Penal Code Section 187A, a felony upon Nicole Brown Simpson, a human being, as charged in count one of the information. Superior Court of the State of California, County of Los Angeles, in the matter of the people of the State of California versus Orenthal James Simpson. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder in violation of Penal Code Section 187A, a felony upon Ronald Lyle Goldman, a human being, as charged in count two of the information. Uh, one of the most impactful television moments in history. Were you too young, Jim? To- yeah. We, we, I was in high school, and they basically shut the school down. Everybody had the TV in their classroom watching the verdict live as it happened. Really? It was, it was, that was a big deal. That trial was a circus, and everybody followed it. Yeah, I like my memories of it are g- walking through the um, supermarket checkout and just seeing OJ on OJ every and magazine? Bill Clinton. It was OJ and Bill Clinton on every magazine, and it, it's something like I love conspiracies. I love like trials that the result isn't what you expected. But I've never really gotten in the OJ stuff. I don't really know that much about it. Nor did I watch like the recent made for TV movie around it. So it's something good, I, I good reviews on that. Yeah, apparently it's amazing that TV miniseries they did. But it's yeah, it's uh, it's. Some Something I haven't really dived and dove into before. It's uh, really the two you mentioned there, the OJ trial and Bill Clinton, are the two events that brought DNA to the forefront. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) For different reasons. yes. (laughs) But it's crazy to think, 28 years ago, people didn't really understand what DNA was because it was a big part of the prosecution's case, the fact that they found all this O.J. Simpson DNA at the crime scene. And people were like, well, DNA, what the yeah. heck? Like, this is before CSI became a big hit on television, yeah. right? Now everybody knows DNA. And basically, if your DNA is there, you're probably going to be found guilty. <laughs> Norm MacDonald was making a joke about this around the time. He said that on the news, they were interviewing people on the street asking about what they thought about the DNA evidence. And one person says, everybody's got blood. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to defend OJ. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was uh, it was pretty wild. But he's out there still looking for the real killers. Yeah, yeah. The only thing more shocking to me than uh, a guy being arrested for Tupac Shakur's murder almost thirty years later, mm-hmm. as we saw over this past weekend, would be if OJ thirty years later found the real killers. Imagine this now, whole time. Now that would be a shocking headline. You got a question. Question about custody or a neighbor. Ask a lawyer. Ask a lawyer. Ian Snedden is here from Cohen Highly Lawyers. You can find him online, CohenHiley.com. Uh, your specialty is family law, Ian. Uh, you wanted to talk prenups today. A guy who uh, really wishes that he had a solid prenup. I'd say Kevin Costner, who recently got divorced. 
No, that's true. I, I had nothing to do with his prenup, and I don't know <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice, that. though, if you were in on that? Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it would be. It would be, I guess. But uh, no, and also the prenuptial agreements in Canada are very different. So, What is the difference rules. between Canada and the U.S. with prenups? Well, I can't speak to the U.S., but in, in Canada with a prenuptial agreement, it can it's a contract that's signed either before or it could actually be signed after marriage, even though it's called a prenuptial. Uh, it can be signed after marriage. And it is to normally to protect assets of somebody who's quite wealthy, like a Kevin Costner type person, but it could be somebody with maybe less wealth than Kevin Costner, but more than uh, I have. And, uh, <laughs> and then uh, the, what the court will look at is if you go to enforce it, they can enforce it as long as certain characteristics are in that contract. One of the big storylines from the Kevin Costner one specifically is that his wife claims she was pressured into signing it. Is that a thing you can claim in court and it will change the prenup? Right, it could. So some of the defenses against a prenuptial agreement, the biggest one is usually non-disclosure. So somebody goes into a marriage and doesn't know what the other person is really worth and signs a contract without being advised as to the assets. Um, then that could be one thing. And then duress. So being pressured into, it has to be at a, a higher level, not just some duress. It's like the night before the wedding, you say, listen, tomorrow I'm not going to show up unless you sign this right now. That, that would might, that be bad? That, that would be bad, yes. They, they should have full disclosure and beforehand. There are certain states, I know in California, um, it used to be the case that it was invalid if a prenuptial agreement was signed within seven days of the marriage. That's not true in Ontario, but certainly a, that would be a factor a court could uh, consider. And both parties need to sign this. You can't just sign it and see, no. say, have have both, my prenup. Both is have it, to go into it willingly. Is there such thing as a post-nup? Like, what if you marry somebody, you're both broke? Yes. And then you start making a lot of money, and then you get so you want her to sign something. Once you see, I don't know, you, you get a promotion or you get a new job, and you start making a ton of money, and Do you now have you have more assets. Jim, that's coming. No, I'm still broke. No, but if you have more <laughs> assets. And then you want to protect them. Is that a thing yeah, people you, do? Yeah, you mentioned you can sign it after yeah, the wedding, but how long? Like, if you've been married 10 years, can you, you sign it? You could if the other person is uh, prepared to sign it, and then it's a question of enforceability with the proper disclosure given. So let's say that uh, you uh, got a, uh, a big promotion and you didn't disclose that, and your, your spouse at the time is saying, why am I signing this? Well, no reason. Just thought it would be a good idea to have <laughs> and doesn't tell why. I was sleeping. That's what you do the day before you go cash the lottery ticket, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, Can you sign this? Why? No reason. I saw this thing on TV. It's like, is he supposed to do it? Yeah, so that would, that would probably invalidate it. Now, how about this one? Let's say leading up to your wedding, your wife, who ends up being an Ontario miracle woman, is in a coma right. for like five or six days. Hypothetical yes. situation, Jim. Yeah, yes. Um, your wife is in a coma before your wedding. If she, you, if you put a pen in her hand while she's in the coma and you use your arm to make her sign the document, 
would that be valid? I'm, I'm, Ian? I'm not asking for a friend <laughs> no, or anything. No, no, no. But if the, hand, if the signature is really sloppy, do they like, really look at it closely? <laughs> well, I, I think there might be a problem there. Uh, I haven't seen that case brought to court, and, and well, lawyers are creative, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> you know Jim's wife was in a coma before yes, they got married. Yes. We're kidding, though. We're kidding. <laughs> I think she's safe. It's Ask a Lawyer with Ian Snedden from Cohen Hiley Lawyers. And Matt is on the line. We were talking about pre prenups moments ago, and you've got a prenup-related question, Matt. What is it? Yes, if a prenup is drafted on, in Ontario and signed out of the country, is it still valid? So uh, if, if you're asking whether it's valid in the other country, I don't know. That would depend on the jurisdiction of the other country. But if you're asking whether it matters, whether it's signed overseas and then enforceable in Ontario or Canada, then yes, it doesn't matter that it's signed elsewhere if it meets all the other criteria you'd need for a, for a domestic contract or a prenuptial agreement. Matt, you're thinking about marrying a gal from overseas? Yes, that's right. If there's ever a guy, I'd recommend getting a prenup. <laughs> how did, I'm, glad you're, I'm glad you're covering yourself. How did you meet her? Um, the internet. Yep. Be careful, buddy. Yep. Have you met her in person yet? Yes, I have. Okay, good. Okay. That's a good That's sign. step one. <laughs> <laughs> good for you. I hope it's love, bud. I hope yeah. it works out for you. Yeah, but, yeah absolutely. Good to cover um, so it should be enforceable. Even if he goes over and visits her and she signs it over there, he brings it back. It's enforceable in Ontario. If it meets all the other criteria. So the location itself wouldn't uh, stop it from being enforceable. It has to be witnessed. She has to have uh, proper disclosure, those sort of things. But the actual location that it's signed in won't affect, uh, as long as it would also say that it, the laws of Ontario apply. And we've got time for one more call. What was your name, sir? It was Mick. Mick, okay. Uh, you wanted to. You heard that last caller on the air who's getting married to a gal overseas that he met on the internet, and you think him signing a prenup or getting her to sign a prenup is a great idea? Oh, it's definitely the most great idea because I put myself in the same situation as he's about to. I uh, I married a gal from overseas. Uh, we visited a couple times here. She came here. She came here. We got married. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a little bit of coin from my, when my dad passed. So I think maybe she thought she was going to get something. And three days after we was married, she was on jet back to Germany to tie up some loose ends. That was 2011. I haven't seen her since. Oh, have, man. Have you had to send her money since? Shortly after she left, I did, yeah. Because, uh, you know, I had to understand she was coming back here. And uh, she never did. But you're not paying alimony or anything right now, right? No, but she's probably running around over there using my name to charge up. You know what? So God, I hope not. She disappeared. Did she? And she took money with you when she left. Uh, from you when she left. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She got me for about twenty-five grand. Yeah. Oh, you geez. know what? Well worth. You know what? Good riddance. Yeah, Honestly, that's could have been worse. Of the deal. Yeah, yeah. As crazy as that sounds, it could have been worse. Yeah. Well, if this conversation has made you think that it might be time for a pre or post nup, get in touch with our friends at CohenHiley.com. Thanks for coming in, Ian. You're most welcome. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. You know, you know who felt some pain, Jim? Who's that? Bambi. Yeah. In the original movie. Early on. Pretty traumatic. I, I will say, I, I, that was one of the first introductions I had as a child to the fact that death is a thing. 
Yeah, yeah. I remember watching the movie and feeling sad. Not maybe not quite knowing even what death not was. Not understanding it. Yeah, it's just like mom, mom, mama, mama dear's hurt and Bambi sad. You know. So, uh, you know, Disney likes to do these live action remakes or the CGI remakes. They did it with The Lion King mm-hmm. recently with The Little Mermaid, where they take their classic animated movies and make them look photorealistic. Mm-hmm. They're working on a Bambi. Hmm. But the problem is that opening scene where Bambi's mother gets killed in cartoon form haunts you for your re- the yeah. rest of your life. If that was a realistic looking deer with the blood splatter, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> the real good sound effects of the gun shooting. Yeah, because in the cartoon, I think like Bambi's mom just kind of lays down and closes her eyes. But if it's super realistic, I don't know. Yeah, so they're talking about how they're going to be able to pull this off without it really uh, affecting the children. And people who have been attached to the project have said it's been a challenge because they feel that kids are more sensitive now than they used to be. Well, that's why we need to put the even more graphic in this movie. I think the kids got to learn. <laughs> and I don't think, you know, there was that graphic scene in the original Lion King as well where he gets stampeded. The dad gets, Mufasa yeah. gets stampeded by all the buffalo or whatever. It's pretty they intense, were. man. It was. And my brother, I remember telling, uh, I remember him telling me a story that his kid was choked up over that and was like, Daddy, is he going to be okay? But it is, like, you got to learn. Don't even get me started on Old Yeller, which was live action. Yeah, yeah. Back then, when they take Old Yeller behind in the barn? Jeez. But they don't actually show the dog being shot. You know what's happening. Exactly. So with the Bambi movie, you don't have to show what's happening. You just allude to it. There's a way around it, but I think I think it is... Quentin a- Tarantino has now been attached to the project as the, <laughs> as the director of the live-action Bambi wow. movie. So the head will be chopped <laughs> off and there's going to be a, a comical <laughs> amount of blood spurting out. <laughs> yeah, they got... Uh, Christoph Waltz playing the hunter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worked in Inglorious Bastards. Why not? Sure. Huh? Uh, no, I'm kidding. But yeah, they're, they're having some some trouble with the live action Bambi remake because of that opening scene. I think you got to go for it. We all remember the movie because of that scene. It's what made it important. It's part of the movie. I think the kids got to learn somehow, and it's a good way to start it. The Taz and Jim podcast. I think I just became a Drake fan, officially. <laughs> really? His concerts look like so much fun. Well, Jim, you know I'm a, uh, I'm a double G bra, so <laughs> I, I'd love the opportunity to throw one of my brassiers yeah. at Drake. Catch Drake's eye. <laughs> that has become a thing. Now Drake's asking women not to throw bras at him because he's getting so many bras tossed his way at concerts after that one woman with the very large <clears throat> chest yes. uh, went viral, ended up becoming, was it Playboy or OnlyFans? It was joined? the Playboy OnlyFans website. So they like have the like a version. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So now every now woman. Now it's a tripping hazard. <laughs> every woman with a large chest thinks she's going to be the next that girl. Yeah, yeah. By throwing the bras. And I have a feeling that you're going to see more signs in the audience at Drake concerts after this. Uh, Recently, he did a show in Miami, and a guy 
was holding up a sign, caught Drake's attention. The sign said, I spent all my savings buying tickets for me and my ex, but honestly, never mind, it's really her loss. Honestly, never mind her loss, all Drake album titles. Clever. Okay. So Drake noticed this, and he asked the guy, hey, uh, is she really not here with you tonight? And this is what went down. That's a good sign to pick tonight. Usually I like do something nice for a lady, but my bro right here, he said, I spent all my savings buying tickets for me and my ex, but honestly, never mind, it's really her loss. So she ain't come with you tonight. Come with you tonight, and you in here just icy with the gold chain and the sunglasses on. Hey, you know what? I'm gonna give you 50 bands so you can flex on it. Yeah, that's how, that's 50 how we grand? do it tonight, big dog. 50 grand. Drake gave the guy $50,000. Oh my god, dude, you will not be able to watch the next concert. There will be a sign in every <laughs> hand. Drake, my kids need to go to university. <laughs> yeah. Drake. I lost my job. My ex-girlfriend's not here either. <laughs> <laughs> I never had. I was an orphan. Give me some money. Here come the sob story signs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Between the bras and the signs, it's going to be chaos. Yeah. That is sweet. I just, I feel like, is Drake always carrying like cash, that much cash around him? Or did he write a check? I hope it's just straight up stacks of money with the rubber yeah. band on him and he just gives it to the well, guy. Well, then the guy can uh, avoid paying taxes yeah, as well. Yeah, that'd be big. Yeah. <laughs> I've always, I've never had a stack of cash with the rubber band or, yeah. you know, the, the, the paper denomination band around it yeah i've had a ziploc bag of change <laughs> that a few times actually uh so start getting creative buy some bristol board and some markers mm -hmm. because drake is scheduled to play at scotia bank arena in toronto october 6th and october 7th this could be it for you 50 grand. That'd be nice. What a guy. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? Time for sports. Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He's here. And you want to talk Blue Jays, Dev? I want to talk Blue Jays because uh, the way the playoffs are set up have me, you know, strangely optimistic for the Blue Jays considering they have been... Uh, an inconsistent team at best all year long, but their bread and butter this year has been pitching and defense, and in the types of playoff series they're about to go into, pitching and defense play uh, big time. So, the wild card series they start this afternoon in Minnesota is a best of three. If they are to uh, defeat two out of three of the Twins, they would go on to face the Houston Astros. That's a best of five. I feel pretty confident about against both teams. Not to say that they're going to roll over everybody. That's not it. But to win, all you all you have to do to get to the ALCS is win two out of three against the Twins, three out of five against the Astros in a short series where you can load up on your pitchers. They've got power arms in the bullpen. They can shorten games if their starters can get them six innings with Jordan Hicks, with Eric Swanson, with Jordan Romano, with all the guys they have in the bullpen. Tim Meza has been amazing. They've added Chad Green uh, coming back for an injury. Their bullpen is set up for them to really win ball games in the playoffs. I want to give a shout-out to my friends Adam and Dano who just sent me a video. So they were watching the Leafs game last night, and they cut to <laughs> a live camera of the Blue Jays warming up on, on the field. 
And obviously, Kevin Kiermeyer didn't realize he was on television because he is grabbing his crotch multiple times. Standard for baseball players, right? Sure, yeah, yeah. But then he starts humping the air, <laughs> doggy style. <laughs> He's joking around with one of the other guys, and he puts his hands out front and does the hump, hump, hump yeah, yeah. with his hips, and they're having a good laugh, completely oblivious to the fact that they're on live television. I like how the camera always tries to cut away. It's yeah, too it's late. too late. We <laughs> saw late, it. We saw it. If you missed it, uh, Jim, you're posting that on the Taz and Jim Facebook and Instagram account, so you can check out Kevin Kiermeyer, who's definitely getting hot at the right time here. <laughs> <laughs> imagine they all start warming up like that, yeah, and yeah. it takes them all away. We're on to oh, Imagine it's their good luck charm, and now they have to do it before every single game. <laughs> Guys, they we got superstitious. It. It's time for the seventh inning air hump. <laughs> Stand up, fans. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Everybody's really sick of uh, Taylor Swift at the NFL games, as we predicted, Jim. Didn't take long, (laughs) but a week and a half. It sure didn't. So the NFL put a joke on its Instagram bio on the weekend that said, uh, Chiefs are 2-0 as Swifties. So Taylor's been at two games now, and the Chiefs have won both games. I don't know if I'd be bragging because they almost lost to the New York Jets yeah, this past weekend. Really, they squeaked one out. <laughs> but everyone started freaking out. The comments section was an absolute gong show, and yeah. they have since removed that really from the, the NFL website. But again, even stirring the pot like that, it gets more interact. Like it's all good marketing, even if people are hating it, it wow. still works. It is unbelievable marketing. Clearly, Taylor was at the game on the weekend with Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, and the director of Deadpool Three. So now they've got you know uh, movie stars hanging out to promote their next <laughs> project. They just have to go to a football game with Taylor Swift, and they're getting all this free. Publicity and advertising. That's the idea, but the cameraman will only show like those guys are in the background. Like they're two Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman are two of the biggest stars in the world, but the cameraman only focuses on Taylor Swift. Yeah. They're like the bums in the back. Taylor had to move over yeah. closer to Hugh Jackman to get him on on camera. Yeah, and they were like walking in through metal detectors. I saw a video, and the camera keeps following Taylor Swift, and these guys are out of frame. They're barely even on camera being acknowledged. This has also fueled rumors that Taylor Swift is going to appear in Deadpool 3. Are you familiar with the Marvel superhero character Dazzler? That's who they think Taylor might be playing in this new movie. Hmm. She's like a a mutant, one of the X-Men, who is able to uh, turn sound vibrations and into light and energy beams. That's her power. I see. Okay. Pretty, pretty awesome like power. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe Taylor's in the new Deadpool 3 movie as mm. well. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. We did get our pumpkins yesterday. My wife and daughter stopped by the store, got our uh, pumpkins for the front porch. I just don't think they can compete with some of those new technology Halloween decorations, man. Mm-hmm. 
There's now like the holograms, basically. Have you seen those? Oh, yeah. so cool. Those are sick, actually. Like the ones that make it look like ghosts are flying by your windows? Yeah, it's like they put up a, you put up like a nylon screen and then you project uh-huh. onto that screen so it looks like a translucent projection. It's actually pretty impressive with the e- animation. Even like the plastic skeletons or spiders or anything that have like LED eyes built in so the eyes will open up on the thing and start oh. moving around. Hmm. They have like plastic pumpkins, sure, with LED faces behind the pumpkin. So suddenly the pumpkin just comes alive and starts talking to you, and the face is fully animated. Wow, technology yeah. has come a long way since my mom used to put out discolored corn. <laughs> Remember brown corn that your mom would put out? It's the so, cobs so festive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how my <laughs> my two triangles and a smile are going to compete with the. <laughs> Animated yeah. LED pumpkin faces. Yeah, the bat drone that just circles your front yard. <laughs> we'll give it a shot, though. Hey, we got uh, Halloween obviously coming up. Another big event in October is It's the Stonely Crop Championships. Stonely Crop Championships on now. We've been taking entries for over a week, and boy, we've got some people who are very proud of their plants in the listening area. Absolutely, and I made a gallery up on the Taz and Jim Facebook page, and feel free, like, we do have a panel of judges that will be judging the ultimate winner, but your likes do matter, and we'll put photos near the top of our pile that we're looking through, so just go through the photos, like the one that you think is the best, and we'll, we'll find some winners here eventually, and some pretty good setups. This is Chris. He's got a whole gardening box in his backyard with, like, I think one of those, this is essentially looks like one of those uh, movable carports that you can put on your laneway if you don't yeah. have a carport. So just the frame of the carport thing with a bunch with of mesh netting wire. over top of it. Uh, my wife does that to keep the rabbits out of our garden. Yeah, he's got the chain link fence around it too. I don't know if this is for animals or to keep like the teenage kids in the neighborhood out. <laughs> Probably both. But They're good all strategy. Animals. Yeah. <laughs> and I also like the close-ups of the buds too. This person's name, ironically, she sent us a picture and you can see all Don't say Mary Jane. No, 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 close. Crystal. And you can see all the crystals on the bud itself. So th- this is potent marijuana for sure, looking strong. How about this one? This is uh, Jessica's bud, which she put her hand up next to it. And this thing is like, it's got to like be 12 inches. I know. Well, it is in a cornfield for sure. But the, the, the bud itself is like two corn cobs length. Like it's a thick Huge. one. Yeah, that's that's impressive. She says, that's, she, says she has a lot of... Uh, uh, big buds, but that's the biggest one. And again, just another lovely plant here from Mike. He's on a, a, a you know six foot step ladder, and he's standing on top of it, and the thing comes up to his neck. So this is a very tall plant it's in his backyard. Got to be eight or nine feet tall. Yeah, he could fall off that ladder into that plant and not hurt himself. Well, he'd fall in, and it would just turn into like some sort of rainbow dream, <laughs> <laughs> like Lucy in the sky with diamonds or something. There's <laughs> uh, some good picks up there. Uh-huh. It's going to be tough to choose, but somebody is going to be awarded the Stonely Crop Trophy again this year, and they will have bragging rights because they will uh, they'll be the best gardener in the Taz and Jim listening area. It's easy to forget because the weather's been so nice, but it's almost go time here for Halloween. Like, if you don't have your costume picked out, you haven't started 
decorating. You're going to be behind. Right? Sure. My kids are all over me wanting to decorate the yard. I think maybe we're a week too early. Yeah, yeah. So they want to, is it mostly about the jack-o'-lanterns or they want to just put up any decorations? We usually put up some of those fake spider webs and stuff. And Mm -hmm. like I got a bin of old stuff that I used to hang at my Halloween parties Mm -hmm. back in the day, skeletons, etc. Yeah, I like, you know, I used to wait for Christmas and Halloween decorating and like wait till it was like a week away, but. I don't know. You do it early, it extends the season. It makes it more fun. Yeah, especially with the kids around, yeah. right? I don't know if I can compete with some of the stuff that's going on out there. Like, have you been to Home Depot lately? Um, not not since Halloween stuff's been out. Seen the massive skeletons that you know those giant skeletons yeah. that are like fifteen feet tall. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and, and they'll be peeking over a rooftop. There's varieties of those now. So there's mm. the skeleton one, which was a huge hit. Okay. And then they came out with a pumpkin head one. Massive and, as well. Yeah, same height, like fifteen feet tall. Oh, but the head is a pumpkin. Pumpkin head, kind of skeletony thing. And then they have Jack Skellington from Nightmare Before Christmas. Hmm. Same height. Yeah, yeah. So Massive. I, I looked it up. 12, 12 foot giant size skeleton. $914. So if you, if you want to go all out, this is the move. They're selling out, though. People are buying them. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, they are sweet. Like, they're, and honestly, they're kind of scary, too. You know, you like you catch one in the corner of your eye. Jesus Christ! You kind of hide it behind a tree, and you don't see it till you you come up the walkway. Mm -hmm. They are pretty cool, but we don't have one of those, and we're not getting one, family. (laughs) Maybe in a couple of years, if we can find one used on Facebook Marketplace. Yes, yeah. (laughs) That's a lot. You got to be really into Halloween to spend that kind of cash on decorations.